G'day, I'm Craig Gemmell, Managing Director of Gemmell Homes. I'm the man that stands behind every home he builds. I'm a family man. I've got uh, three children that keep me pretty busy. I'm also a qualified dive master, so I enjoy diving in my spare time. I enjoy running my own business, and I'm someone with a goal. Welcome to this episode of the Someone With A Goal podcast, and today representing Swag Perth, we get to hear the powerful story of Craig Gemmell, Managing Director of Gemmell Homes. In this interview, Craig shares growing up in a working class family, decided to leave high school only to gain admission into another school, the School of Hard Knocks, working different jobs in different industries, and it was through these experiences where he picked up business, customer service, and life skills, which has resulted in where he is today, as a multi-award winning and one of Western Australia's trusted home builders. Now, Craig is all about branding, explaining the importance of being real, and really just shares his tips on what it takes to brand effectively and how to stand out in today's economy. So guys, if you are bouncing around right now, unsure of what career path to pursue, Craig's story is proof that even when you don't have it all figured out, you can still make it. So without further ado, I encourage you to sit back, pay attention, and enjoy the amazing story of Craig Gemmel. Enjoy. Craig, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, you're welcome. I just want to jump straight into it. Um, I know how you are renowned uh, with your brand of standing behind the home that you built. Um, but I want to know, and I want to take you back to Craig Gamble back in the day of growing <laughs> up, growing up through the ages. Firstly, where did you grow up? Uh, are you the eldest or, and how was your, uh, what was your, what was your upbringing like? So middle child from, from rural and country Victoria. So I've been in Western Australia for 24 years, but I left school actually um, before I finished year 10. So a very young age, probably too young. When I look at my son now, who's um, 19, I don't think he'd be moving out till he's 30. <laughs> but no, we were um, just working class people. Both my parents were school teachers at okay. um, the high schools and um, we didn't have any money or, or much money. It's just, uh, it was just a, a simple sort of country life. Going from school, where did you go through from school? You had a job lined up after that? Well, the interesting thing, and I see it with this generation today, is I didn't know what I wanted to do. So when you don't know what you want to do, you just go and try a few things. So um, I got a job working as a jockey on a, on a truck, so doing furniture removals. Oh, okay. So that was, that was hard yakka in, in the summer. So we did that, and I got the chance to travel all up and down the, the East Coast, um, you know, shifting people in, into their homes and all that. And the company I worked for at the time had... Um, uh, the contract for Defence Forces, so we shifted a lot of Defence personnel. So I did that for a number of years, and um, then believe it or not, I got into Roger David selling selling clothes oh, as a bit of a change, yeah, because I got sick and tired of the um, the hot dusty work. Um, so while I was doing that, you know, I had a sort of a, a bit of a passion for for dealing with people, and an opportunity through my girlfriend at the time when I was in Victoria um, was to get a job at the Melbourne Hilton there on Wellington Parade. So I started there as a, as a concierge and um, carrying people's bags up and down. And then um, through the hospitality industry, it's very incestuous as it were. Everyone moves around, everyone gets to know people. So I went up to um, the Park Royal Parramatta in 1986. And at the time I was Australia's youngest head concierge. Oh, wow. So a concierge is all things to, to all your guests. You should be able to arrange taxis, dinners, do all that sort of stuff. So that's where you build up your, your contact base. So that was quite good. So I continued on with that and I ended up going to the Pavilion Hotel in Canberra. 
How old are you around this time? Uh, gee whiz, now I've got to think. I was probably 28. Okay. And then I realised hospitality wasn't going to be for me. So I went to the Canberra Uni as a mature age student. So given that I'd left school before I was 17, I had to go back and study for a year. And then I had to sit what was called back in those days, the Australian Scholastic Aptitude Test. So they want to see if, A, if you've got the discipline to do the study during the, the year and then what sort of mark you get. And um, I wanted to go and study law. Okay. So I got enrolled then into the um, Barristers and Solicitors Admission Board and that was through the University of Sydney but we did our lectures at the ANU. So I was doing that, so I was studying law, I thought yeah, I'm going to be a lawyer. So I did that for 18 months but anyone out there that knows, if you're a student you've got to put food on the table. Of course. So um, I started cleaning rental properties at night and things like that to keep food on the table and I was working night shift as an auditor at a hotel and it was all getting a bit hard, you know, to do balance the, the university life with, um, with working at night and I don't know how it came about but an opportunity, that's right, when the real estate office that I was cleaning rentals for, they said you'd be good in sales. So I thought, alright, I'll, I'll give that a crack so I can work weekends. And um, yeah, I was doing okay with that, and then an opportunity came up to go and sell land, and okay. that's when I—that was my first introduction to uh, to the building industry. And this is still over east. Yeah, so this was in a place called Queenbeyan, and uh, so I went there and worked for Alex Brinkmeyer, had the Land and National Development Corporation there, and this was around about yeah, so 1998, and I worked there for a while, and I really enjoyed it, working with the builders and and helping people with the land so much so that I. Um, put my law studies on hold and I thought I found a career that um, has, has got um, you know the social interaction and also so good money so that's how I started you know that was my foothold into this industry. In terms of the concierge um, and that experience how beneficial was that service and providing being a service and, and organizing all that um, for clients or for, for customers and how has that skill um, has that school been beneficial in, t in today for, for you? Yeah, it, look, it's a good question. It's more about um, building up networks, okay. being approachable, and being able to um, accommodate everybody. That's the thing. I mean, you, you've got to provide a service, and certainly that's what we do here. That was at the forefront when we, we created Gemmel Homes. It's, um, I always say to people, we don't have a building company, we have a people company, oh, a people cool. business. Take us back to your first house. Your first house yes. that you you built, your first when you were first home first home owner, yeah. your feelings and uh, your expectations of, of, of did everything go all right and, and what were your feelings? Did you have a family back then or? Uh, no, it was just so yeah. The first home I built was with myself and my wife, okay. and um, I was actually working at Summit Homes at the time. So it was my first home was a Summit home. Um, which was a brilliant home and it was out there in Ellenbrook and I had dreams. That was all I could afford at the time. Okay. And uh, Four by two, two three uh, by two? A little three by two, yeah, on a cottage lot in Ellenbrook. So what happened there, we're actually working, I was working at Summit Homes in Myaree um, and this was in Ellenbrook and I had an idea to go out to, to Ellenbrook and we were renting close to, to Myaree at the time. But um, then my wife got pregnant, our firstborn was coming along and I just realised that I'm not going to do the commute to, to Ellenbrook all the time. But in terms of the feeling when you get a new home, yeah. um, I, I don't think you ever lose that, that feeling. All of a sudden it's your own bit of Australia, yeah. it's your own bit of turf. You can walk out in your backyard um, and it's, it's an incredible feeling and we, we talk about when, when you're renting and you can't do certain things or whatever. 
it's a bit overwhelming when you first get your home because you realise it's it's like you've almost been paroled. You can do anything you want. And uh, so you just, um, what I always say to people is take, take the time to enjoy the feeling. You don't have to do everything straight away. You don't have to do your gardens. You don't have to furnish the house and furnish every room. Let it come to you. You went through Summit and then from Memory Commodore Homes. Yeah, so I, start, I came over here actually and uh, to work for Commodore Homes. Okay. So um, the fellow that got me over from over the east is now working for me. He's nearly 70 and he's now working for me as a sales consultant. So um, a lot of knowledge and everything in the industry. So he's, he's been the full circle and I'm still halfway around the circle, I think. Uh, and how, how integral has he been part in your transition from working for um, Summit to, make, to now taking that leap and, and, and creating Gemmel Homes, your own brand? Yeah, it's, it's interesting and actually his wife is one of our longest serving consultants. So I think that in, in our industry, um, I always say to people, if salespeople come and go or staff members come and go, do the right thing, don't burn your bridges because there'll be opportunities that will come back and it's certainly that way in our industry and um, this fella's sort of bounced back and forth but he's always done the, the right thing, never done the wrong thing and I respect that and so when he rang me one day and, and wanted a job, I welcomed him back with open arms. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Craig, uh, the, feel, the feeling I get from you is you're, you're a great networker, you're a great communicator. Um, for our audience out there who may be um, maybe needing more experience in that regard, what tips can you give in terms of communicating um, your vision for this? Or how did you communicate your vision for this? And networking, what skills can you, uh, that can they work on to, to expand their um, empire? Look, you've got to be a genuine person. You've got to be visible. You've got to do the hard yards. And I mean, it's no secret that at the moment, the WA economy, um, which is pretty scary, it's either a boom or bust here in Western Australia. And you've got to be able to have the strength to deal with that. You know, when, when the market takes off, we run around and we hire people like nobody's business. And we're getting all these people on board to cater for the demand. When the demand is no longer there, then unfortunately, um, you know, you reduce your overheads and the casualty of that is people. So understand anybody that's thinking about this industry it is a roller coaster and you've got to be able to deal with the highs and lows just on that on dealing with the highs and lows and the slow periods like uh, real uh, retail they're going through the um, the online shopping so everyone the customer bases so they're having slow periods and yeah. I know with the housing economy it's a slow period at the moment as well uh, how do you um, get through that, that slow period, like mentally, mindset-wise? It's really hard, and one thing that I've found, look, you've always got to be in tune with your business all the time, and, and certainly that's what happened to us when we got too big. Then all of a sudden you're relying on too many more people, and we went through a really tough period for two years because, unfortunately, some of your the people that you have on don't share your vision. And that's, that's the problem when you're on the way up because you're just grabbing people because you think you need them, but you're not necessarily going for the right people. But it's all about um, keeping the integrity all the way through and keeping your hands on the levers. Okay. How do you balance Gimmel Homes, the business, with Craig Gimmel, the family man? In, in these sort of times, you don't. You don't. You really, you don't. And I think that when you're working long hours and you're taking your stress home or whatever, that does have an impact on, on your family. And I think a lot of people, uh, business coaches and trainers are always trying to get you to get that, that work-life balance. But if you're the man that stands behind the product and you've got to be the captain on the deck, then there, it does suffer at home. You know, and, uh, and that's being completely honest. But what's happened now is, you know, my oldest is 19 and then I've got a 17 year old and a 10 year old. Um, you've really got to make the time 
however small it is. It might be just, you know, going for a bike ride or, or taking the dog to a beach. You've physically got to go home and say, hey, come on, we're taking the dog to the beach yeah. and get out because it's too easy to get home. Fire up your computer, do your calls, you know? Yeah. And it's just the de-stress and just to obviously get your mind off things when you go yeah. to take to go to the beach and but i've got to say it's hard it's oh, hard man, I, easy to say harder to do I, yeah i don't, don't know anyone that's mastered it yet and mm. i don't think there is any um way you can but only do your best yes um craig the the team that you have here um in, in gimmel homes and uh how do you go about picking the right people to to carry your vision um, obviously you have to hire the, the right people, but what's your process in selecting? Um... Oh, another good question. One of the mistakes I've made, or two mistakes, is um, hiring people out of longevity and loyalty. Okay. Um, it doesn't always work. You've always got to put those feelings aside and make sure you get the right person for the right job. Even if that means that someone that's been with you for a long time and are very loyal, they might necessarily be the right person for the job. And sometimes telling them that is really hard. But if you don't do that and you put the wrong person in the wrong position, the whole business can suffer. Okay, okay. And uh, another, just feeding off that, Greg, the managing people's expectations. Um, customers, clients, how do, you, um, how do you deal with that? And how do you uh, just make sure that their expectations are obviously reality? Uh, firstly, you can't be all things to all people. We, we tried that and, and you simply can't. So if you can do it, say you can do it. If you can't, tell them you can't do it. Honest, yeah. yeah. And you know, another good saying that's what we've always used and I say it with the salespeople, um, people can handle bad news, but they can't handle no news. So. If something's going wrong, tell them, get the opportunity to address it and all that sort of stuff, but don't be silent. Okay, what's, what's, what's um, Craig working on now? What's, what's in the pipeline in the moment? Uh, I think like every building company in, in Western Australia, where this has been the, the longest and most severe downturn in our market, um, a lot of people on, on the outside would just say it's normally a part of a correction, and it is, but I think there's a lot of uh, fear out there. We just need some certainty in, in the market and, and then we can get back onto a more even keel as it were. But your comment about retail, retail suffering, um, what we've witnessed in our industry has been the pace of change. Okay. Like in the last two years it's incredible the way our customers interact with us. You know, people don't ring anymore, people want to text, um, people want to email. Um, so there's, way, there's different ways that your buyers engage with you and if you're not keeping up with that, you miss those opportunities. So technology, um, you know, just seeing it all the time, the, the, the pace of change, you know, if you're, if you're not upgrading your websites all the time, they can't keep up with the technology because the far greater percentage of people are interacting on, on your phones and your tablets. And the other thing is they like when you put a video like on your website, put subtitles on there because half the time they're, they're looking at that video while they're at work. Yeah. You know, so there's things like <laughs> yeah. this you learn, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, good points. Um, just thanks, Craig. And uh, really just want to touch on one more question. Yeah, sure. Um, before we go into a little game. And that is the way that you've built your brand. And actually, I've got two questions that I want to ask you before. <laughs> the way that you've built your brand and um, how you stand behind every home that you've built and uh, how authentic you are and how transparent you are. Um, 
what could you, what recommendations could you pass on to someone who's building their own brand and uh, you know who's who's wanting to, who's a no name at the moment right now, and what can they do to get their name out there to, to make a mark um, as they build their own uh, little empire? Well, the reason why we, we called it Gamble Homes is the fact that if if you're going to be a brand, if you're going to put your name on the building, be accountable, make sure you're there and own your mistakes. You know, there's no blame in our business. I, I acknowledge the areas that I've got it wrong and um, and the period of, of our business where we did get things wrong. Um, but you can't dwell on it, you move on. So if you're gonna start your own business, be prepared for the long hours, um, the ups and the downs, but be accountable, you own it. You can't just wake up one day and say, I don't wanna do this anymore because that's the hardest thing with our business. Every decision I make impacts not only me, but everybody that works for me. So I can't make a selfish decision based on me. I've got to think about all the people that work for me, all the clients that have entrusted us to build their home, all the subcontractors that, that work for us. So it becomes this really big picture. Whatever you do, whatever business you do, understand you've got to be accountable. Let's summarise it. That is summarised in one step. And what I can feel from you is the passion. Yes. There is a drive there. Um, and what, what's the core of that drive? What, what drives you? Um, oh, you know, that's an interesting um, question and, and the reason being, it, it's not fear of failure, it's more about um, the, the success, the accomplishment. You know, if you want to climb a mountain, you've got to go and train. You just don't wake up one day and say, I'm going to go and climb that mountain. You've got to do a certain amount of preparation. No different to, to this business. And I suppose we're still a young business, like we're, we're 15 years old. So you think about it, you know, we, we had a good run there and yet the last four or five years have been really tough. So 50% of the time in our business, we're, we're in, a, in a really, really tough market. Yeah. Now that's great for me now. I look at the positives with that because I'm getting ready for the for the next upturn and then what does my business look like then and then hopefully I can mentor this next generation coming through and when they start to get ahead of themselves I'm going to say hey hang on pull your head in a little bit yeah. here because there's dark times coming there's a valuer in town um, and he said to me one day he said Craig when you're on the bottom you never see the top when you're on the top you never see the bottom and that is so true one more question uh, competition um, I know there's uh, yourself and other, and I know you've yeah. been in the, in the business uh, 14 years, 15 so years? So in total working for, for companies in, in Western Australia, so 24 years and 15 years with my own. With, with Gemmel? Yeah. How have you managed to uh, stand out from the rest and be that one step above or ahead of your competition? Um, look, we don't, you don't go for all the business. You can't be all things to all people, as I said before. Competition's a good thing. It, it makes everybody um, work that little bit harder to create points of difference in terms of customer service and the quality and the products they've got. So the ultimate beneficiary is obviously the clients. Yeah. So I think competition's a good thing. And competition keeps you on your toes and it stops, you, um, stops the hubris, it stops you becoming arrogant. Um, and the minute that happens, you're, you're heading for a big fall. Okay, Craig, uh, we're gonna lead into a game. And this game is really, uh, it's, called, it's called Mindset of a Millionaire. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna throw you a word. Yeah. And whatever that word, just you're gonna give me one word back of that word that resembles to you. Okay, so yeah. I'll throw you a word. So for example, passion. And uh, what, what does passion mean to you? And just throw one, that word back to me. Uh, passion, accomplishment. Okay. The only thing is you can't repeat the same word. Okay? <laughs> All right. I have to check my vocabulary, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, accomplishment, so passion, accomplishment, um, success. Failure. Money. Doesn't buy your happiness. That was three words. Business. Tough. 
Entrepreneurship. Natural. Family. Important. Branding. Very important. And uh, the Gemmel Home legacy. I'm not going to have a one-word answer yep. to that, but what I'm going to say about that, you know, I, I thought about it and I looked at some of the iconic brands that are still around in Western Australia today, and some of these businesses have been going 40, 50 years. That's what I'd like to see with okay. Gemmel Homes. So Just longevity. Longevity. When I'm gone, I want that brand and everything that we're working hard to create now, I want it to be part of the future of Western Australia and certainly home building. And that's not arrogance, that's yep. what we're, we're working Confident. hard for yep. and, and, you know, for future generations should be able to understand what they're getting from this business that we're creating. Beautiful. And um, just the, the, the last word, you ready? Mm. Fulfillment. I've yet to find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. I, I think that, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's just, I, I suppose you can ask that question at any point in time and the answer yeah. could be different. different yeah. At the moment, I don't think anyone in our industry feels fulfilled. Yeah. It's just hard work. Okay. But it's like climbing the mountain. I reckon we're three quarters of the way up when we get to the top. Um, I'll text you the answer. Oh, cool. No worries. <laughs> no worries. Craig, just to wrap up, um, today I've uh, we, we have a swag um, competition, obviously someone with a goal, but obviously yeah. the way we dress. So. I'm dressed today by my three girls, so I'm going to give you the personality. So the shirt, yes. the pants, and the shoes were picked by my three-year-old, four-year-old, and eight-year-old. Yeah, nice. Now I'm going to give you the personalities of each of them, and I want you to guess. We have a there's a we have a competition that's going on on social yeah, media right now. Yeah. I want you to guess which child picked what. Okay, so child number one, she is loving, caring, very con um, considerate and thoughtful. Child number two, personality-wise, is um, she's the the family actress, very very quirky, very funny, and the personality number three is very direct, brutally honest, and very independent. So based on, we'll go with the shirt. Who do you think? Uh, number two. Number two. Yeah. Who do you think picked uh, the the pants? Uh, number three. Number three. And obviously. Number she's one, number the one. Shoes. Yeah. Okay, well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So the pants, I just had to write this down. Yeah. The shirt was picked yeah. by number three, so the yeah. brutally honest picked the shirt. Yeah. The pants, number one, yeah. and the shoes, number two. If they want to get in contact with you, uh, what's the best way to, to, to get in touch with you, so social media or? Yeah, just, just through, look, we're on Facebook and uh, certainly our website, so we're not hard to find. If you just Google, you know, yeah, Gemmel or Gemmel Homes, gemmel.com.au, we're not hard to find. Oh, beautiful. All right, Craig. All right, so awesome. Thanks very much, Cheers. Clinton.